Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Just about there, the first practice for teams across the UMAC is just around the corner, and we are so pleased to welcome in the head men's basketball coach at the University of Northwestern. They are the defending UMAC conference champions, Tim Grows to the pod. Coach, thank you so much for joining us again. Really appreciate it. Great to be with both you guys. So starting off, Coach, we like to get kind of a gauge. Every coach approaches the offseason a little differently, maybe has some other job duties, family duties, what have you. What does Coach Groves do in the offseason, and how has this offseason been for you? How do you pass the time when basketball is maybe still in the picture, but it's not at the front of your mind necessarily? Yeah, I know for sure. Uh, it, it is always in the in the picture, front of mind. But uh, you know, the pace does slow down a little bit, uh, which is always nice. It's great to get more uh, family time. Uh, Love to fish, so we got out and fished quite a bit this summer, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, went on a vacation, family vacation to South Carolina, Georgia, uh, which we had a blast. Hadn't done that in a long time. Um, and then, yeah, recruiting, uh, you know, it's 24-7, 365. So obviously the spring, summer months are, are very busy recruiting. Uh, we start, you know, try to stay connected with our, our current guys um, throughout that time too, um, which, is, which is great, uh, staying connected uh, with them. And then, yeah, looking back, you know, kind of evaluating the past season, um, and, and using that to kind of spring us uh, into the new year, too, and the new season coming up. So uh, still busy, uh, but, but a, definitely a slower pace. And then for me, too, being the associate uh, athletic direct, athletics director at Northwestern, um, you know, definitely have responsibilities with that, too. Coach, I'm glad you brought up recruiting. Eventually, I do have a question about that. We won't get to that right now, but... Uh, how many years are you going on now there as the head basketball coach, just just so that uh, I get a grasp on how long you actually have been there? And then the second part of that question would be, does it seem like the time starts to go by quicker here the last few years? And I don't know, wh wh what where are you at as far as that goes? I mean, I'm sure you look back at your first year and you say, well, I can't believe I've been here this many years. But does it seem like as of late especially, it seems to be going by just really quick? Yeah, it's it's crazy, Wyatt. Um, you know, this Saturday will be my 34th year, you know, coaching a basketball team, um, which is is awesome, uh, man. It's it's so special. Uh, I just I love that. Uh, this will be 23 at Northwestern, but uh, 34 overall, um, and it does go fast. I mean, it's yet seems like yesterday. You know, fall of 2000, getting ready for year one uh, at Northwestern. 
uh, a much younger man at that point, um, and to think this is year 23 is, is kind of un- unbelievable. And to kind of put that in even more perspective, when I started at Northwestern, you know, my wife and I had no kids, and now I have two daughters at Northwestern. You know, one's a junior, one's a freshman. So the time definitely has flown by, uh, but I still remember, you know, the year 2000. You know, kind of that first team. Uh, very vivid memories of that team. So. Um, yeah, just trying to soak it up and, and really enjoy each and every single year I get to do this. Coach, you mentioned that first practice is just around the corner coming up at the end of this week, and I promise we will definitely touch on the upcoming season. But would like to take you back for a moment to last March. I mentioned coming in that you guys are the defending conference champions, winning yet another tournament title at the end of February, and then you get the right to play in March, and then you guys have that game that I'm sure you still have very much in your head and can remember a lot of it against Pomona Pitzer, but just would like to hear your thoughts on after a tough loss like that where you guys were in the game, obviously, till literally the waning seconds of that one. You've been at it for a long, long time, but in a spot like that, when you have seniors on the floor who are playing a huge role and you know any game could be their last and it's been such a great ride. You guys were so, so hot coming into that game, and then it all ends so fast where you are one made shot away from moving on to the second round and continuing your play in March and doing what you want to do in the NCAA tournament to the other side of it where it's absolute elation on one end and then it's utter devastation on the other end, and you guys unfortunately were on that side of the coin. I'll stop rambling along and just ask, how long does it take for you to move on from that, if you want to phrase it that way? And how much do you think about a game like that after the fact before you say, you know what, I'm closing the book on that one, on that season, and I'm deciding to move forward? Yeah, I know that's a great question, Ryan. I mean, it's uh, that was a tough loss uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, really, really good Pomona Pitzer team. Um, we played a heck of a game. Uh, you know, I thought – the game plan we had put in place, the guys executed so well. Um, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I think, you know, four or five turnovers for the game. You know, we defended really well. Uh, you know, I think we rebounded very well. You know, unfortunately for us, you know, it was just we didn't have our best shooting night uh, that night. Uh, but like you said, led most of the game, still came down. We had a shot with the ball in, in Noah's hands and, and had a chance to win it. And just came up a little bit short. So, uh, unfortunately, in this business, I think the uh, the losses do stick with you, um, especially those tough ones and those big moments. And that one is still sticking with me for sure. Um, and um, I have not watched uh, the game film yet, which usually I watch game film right after you know we played that that night or even the next morning, and have not uh, really desired to watch that one over yet. Um, but, you know, as we reflect back, I mean, it was a tremendous season. I mean, you know, regular season champs, you know, at, at 15 and 1, um, you know, and, and what was a really good UMAC last year, you know, a lot of tough games, had to overcome adversity in some of those games, um, was great. And then making a run in the tournament uh, to get to the national tournament was pretty special. So, Hard to get by, but at the same time, I mean, last year is last year. And, uh, you know, once we step on the court at uh, 9 a.m. on Saturday, really will not think 
about last year or even that Pomona game really at all and you know kind of focus on what's ahead of us here. So you said something interesting there coach and this isn't like my main question but I just got to know will you eventually watch that footage back or are you going to just keep it in the archives for now? You know what I will probably keep it in the archives and uh, yeah I I think really over the course of my career um, that final game of a season um, I I can't think of too many times I've went back and watched it except the the two times and in 2010 and in 2021, uh, you know, when we won the, the NCCAA National Championships, obviously that was a great film to go back and watch. So probably a shortcoming of mine that I don't go and watch these last games we lose during a season, but uh, it's hard, right? It's just, it's, there's such a finality to it. And um, I don't know, it just, uh, I'm not sure why I don't watch them, but I just don't really enjoy watching those, those games that uh, end our season. And like you, like you say, and some pretty special players' careers too. So, so then my main question off of what Ryan had asked, and me and him have talked about this, I even said it on our podcast last year. To me, I think the draw that you guys had last year was a sign that the committee is giving the conference a lot more respect. I mean, you look at some of the other teams you've had to go play, and again, Pomona was a great team, but in the region you were placed in, against the team that you were going up against, it was different than all the other years in the past. When you look back, it's normally like a St. John's, a St. Thomas, you know, a nationally ranked team in the top five, things like that. Do you think that the UMAC as a whole is starting to maybe get a little bit more respect from the rest of D3? For sure, 100%. And, uh, you know, how I know that too is just, you know, know some of the people that were part of the, uh, you know, national committee, you know, who, who, you know, set up the tournament and the bracketing and, and uh, definitely was communicated to and, and with that, um, you know, the success that, you know, that we've had. You know, we've had, obviously, we've won some games in the national tournament over the years. Um, you know, we've been really close in a lot of other ones. Um, and then Bethany, you know, also beating uh, St. John's that one year. Um, you know, it's definitely, I think, given the UMAC uh, a higher profile and more respect. I mean, a lot of it is you know, numbers driven, a lot of it is analytics, but I, I think that is a respect for our league that we, you know, basically got a neutral court game right down at Elmhurst, obviously Elmhurst being the one seed, you know, Pomona being the, the two seed, us being the three, and then I think it was Washington and Jefferson, if I remember correctly, obviously was the four seed in our pod, so um, it was good to get that respect, and, and I, yeah, and I think people know, I mean, you know, We've been there a lot, but, you know, there's a lot of other UMAC teams that are doing very well, um, you know, out of conference and, and winning games and, and playing people tough. So uh, it's definitely trending in a, in a really good direction, I think, for our league. You have a lot of guys coming back for this upcoming season, Coach, and I know you're so looking forward to that and then merging them with all the guys new into the program, but We know in sports you always have to look at what we most recently saw and what the past was to help us paint the picture for what the future could look like. And so with all that being said, I mentioned you lose a pair of seniors on your squad who weren't just, you know, guys who obviously every guy who plays on the team and stays there for that long, they play an important role. But, you know, in a tangible way for outsiders, like why did I to see like, okay, these guys are next to never leaving the floor. They're putting up big numbers. I mean, Noah Alms, the player of the year in the conference last year he's the tournament mvp he made 
how many game-winning shots in his career for you guys. And when you needed something offensively, he seemed to always be able to give it. And then you have Caleb Waldeck, who just continued to grow up throughout his career, and then he just has an explosion in that game against Pomona Pitzer, and I think you could argue that maybe is his best game in his Eagle career. All that is to say, Coach, how do you – I don't like to necessarily use the word replace because each team is a new team, and you're not just going to fill in one name for the next name and say you're going to fill his shoes and we're going to make it work. But with two guys – who are on the floor so, so much, and especially at those positions, ball handling, end of shot clock, end of game situations. How do you replace a pair of guys like that, being Noah Alm and Caleb Waldeck? What kind of a challenge will that be for your club this year? Yeah, no, two two special players, you know, two special guys. Um, and, and you listed, you know, all, all of Noah's accomplishment and and then a, a huge one too, you know, getting selected to the D3 All-Star game, you know, being one of 20 seniors from around the country uh, that got to play in that was just a, a special, special event at the Final Four down in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, uh, you know, Noah's story is amazing. And for the people listening here, they don't realize that, you know, he played JV at one school transferred out of that school and being these are all division three schools got cut at his second division three school ended up with us at northwestern and ends up being a division three all-star his senior year and all the other accolades you mentioned so just an amazing story journey for him um and and all the hard work he put in um so it's just super inspiring so he, you know, as the guys say, you know, Alm can get buckets, and uh, he could get a bucket, you know. Um, you know, really, he made some crazy hard shots, which uh, made us look good as coaches. Um, and, and I should say, too, back to the All-Star thing, give credit. You know, this is only our second uh, UMAC player ever, you know, to make that uh, Reese's All-Star game. Uh, Tim Wendell from Crown a few years ago made it. Unfortunately, the game got canceled because of COVID. Uh, so Noah's the first player to play you know, in that game uh, from the UMAC, which is, which is pretty amazing. Um, and then Caleb Waldeck, um, boy, just a, a leader. Um, you know, just a, his, his last two years, again, a guy who grew up in our program, you know, not getting a ton of minutes his, his freshman, sophomore year, um, but then becoming, you know, our starting, you know, point guard his junior, senior year. And uh, Caleb was just a glue guy, um, had some – monster games for us uh, when we really needed them, when we had injuries or COVID-related issues. Um, and he had a tremendous game against Pomona, too. I was so happy for him, uh, how he got to go out his last game. And uh, he was a great defender. Um, and he was on the UMAC all-defensive team. But, uh, yeah, probably somewhat underappreciated, probably just by the casual fan. But, uh, man, he had a great senior year for us. So those two guys would be greatly missed. Um, you know our starting backcourt, so a lot to a lot to replace there. Um, and then the w- other guy, and maybe you guys will get to him too. But our other starter that we lost, Owen Borma, who is now uh, you know pitching at uh, Kansas State uh, University, uh, you know would have been a four-year senior for us, a four-year varsity player. Um, so that's another another tough guy to replace. But you know doing this for going on 23 years now. A lot of names, 
you know, have come and gone, and, and they've all left their, their mark, their legacy here at Northwestern. But there's a lot of guys ready to, to step up that have been waiting for their opportunity. And, uh, you know, we feel really good about the guys we have coming back with the newcomers that, that came in. So we're really excited to see what this group is capable of and, and what this group uh, can accomplish. So here's my question about recruiting coach, and this will kind of start to jumpstart the conversation maybe into this year's team. You mentioned it right away. You said it's kind of a 365, 24-7 deal with the recruiting and staying on top of it. When uh, I was in high school getting ready to go to college, uh, I'm not going to say who the coach was, and I'm not going to say what school it was. If people really want to know, they can reach out to me after. But he told me, I'm not recruiting you for the player you are now. I'm recruiting you for the player that you could potentially be down the road. Do you look kind of look at it that way at times when you're trying to piece teams together and find the right fit for certain players? Or are you also looking for guys that are going to be immediate impact guys right away? Because, I mean, a guy like Waldeck, for instance, who you just mentioned, wasn't necessarily a guy that played right away as a freshman or sophomore. But look what he did then by the time he was a senior. Right. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I would say the answer is both. Um, you know, obviously, I think all of us are, are, are looking for, you know, those potential impact guys that can come in right away and help. Um, but at the same time, you are trying to project out a little bit uh, what you think somebody, you know, could become or will become. And, and a huge part of our program, uh, you know, has been our JV program uh, over the years. And obviously, uh, Coach Ani's, you know, been our JV coach at Northwestern for 34 years and uh, we do take a lot of pride in, in developing players um, and getting them ready. So when we do get hit hard in graduation, um, you know, we have guys that are able and, and uh, willing to step up and, and, and fill those gaps. So it's definitely a combination of both. But again, I think for all of us, you know, coaches, I mean, you know, we're looking for kids that, that fit our programs, that, that fit our universities. Um, and when we identify that, you know, just go after those guys really hard. And, uh, you know, everything in our program, we tell everybody we recruit, even our, you know, our current players, everything's earned, you know. So uh, we're going to put the guys out there that deserve, uh, you know, to play and, and help us be the best we can be. So be it that a senior or a freshman, you know, it's, it's just really good, healthy competition. Um, and, and, and what I appreciate about our guys, I mean, one of many things is, you know, obviously everybody wants to play, everybody wants to start, uh, but our guys really don't compete against each other, they compete with each other. You know, they really push each other uh, to, to help help them be the best they can be. And uh, and then obviously they're trying to play, but you know, if they're not, you know, they're, they're cheering for their teammate, uh, you know, being a great teammate um, as we're progressing through the season. Coach, I would say there's a, a traditional recruiting conversation, I guess if you want to put it that way, that we can have surrounding college athletics and surrounding Division three basketball that has been consistent for the last decade, two decades that you've been at the helm at Northwestern. But there's kind of been this wrench thrown into the whole thing here in the last couple of years, and it seems like it's heating up now more than ever. Wyatt and I and yourself, I know also, keep an eye on what's happening throughout the UMAC, not just during the season, but in the off season as well. 
and we hear about it all the time at high major division one level college athletics but it's a thing in division three and it's a thing in the umac as well and what i'm talking about is the transfer portal and so you have obviously that base that you continually need to build in recruiting and it's not the same as division one where you can build large portions of your roster would you know at a university of minnesota and you look at what Ben Johnson and his staff did last year. It's obviously not the same at this level, but it's affected your program and honestly every team in the UMAC somehow being affected by the transfer portal. So all that is to say, what are your personal opinions on it for a guy who's been at this for a long, long time and has seen college basketball for so long without this being in play? And now you have to adjust to it on the fly. You and your staff have to have those conversations to say, how are we going to approach this? Because one way or another, it's present. There's no ignoring it. Do you see it as a positive going into the future? Do you see it as a negative? How do you personally view the transfer portal? Yeah, I know that's a, that's a great question. And, and actually, it's funny. Uh, Coach Peterson and I uh, went down and watched the Gophers practice today, as you said, Ben Johnson, and you know had a chance to interact with him and his staff and some of the players. And, you know, seeing two of their starters, you know, uh, Dawson Garcia, and I forget the other young man's name, but you know, who came through. Jameson Battle, yep. Thank you, yeah, Jameson, and then they have a point guard, too, that came in this year, too, uh, who's a transfer student. So, yeah, the portal is here. Uh, whether anybody likes it or not, it's here, and it's here to stay. Um, so we, I would say, you know, in, in, in all honesty, we're, we're still talking as a staff, you know, how we're going to navigate it um, and, you know, kind of what the right approach with it is. Um, and, and it is, it's prevalent in the UMAC. I mean, there's, people will see this year, I mean, there's some, you know, pretty significant UMAC players that have switched schools, you know, within the UMAC that have been starters, you know, key players at other schools that are now at, at new institutions. Um, so it's, it, it is here to stay. And, and I would say we definitely, if we're doing our job, we have to be looking in the portal and, uh, you know, seeing what's there and, um, Again, um, identifying players that, you know, fit our university, you know, fit our basketball program, and then uh, seeing, uh, you know, how those conversations uh, progress. So um, I'm, you know, I, I, overall, I think my, my initial impression is I think it's, I think it's fine. You know, I think uh, players should, should want to be at the schools and the programs that they want to be at. And... Um, you know, so I, I think to, to have that, that flexibility, I realize at Division three, like kids don't have to sit out a year when they transfer, and they don't at Division one either like they used to. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think anything that is, you know, helps student-athletes find the right place for them, um, you know, is, is – I'm, I'm fine with it, you know, at this point. So, and, you know, hopefully we're doing our job at Northwestern to – to make it a great experience for our student athletes, uh, you know, so they're not looking to, to leave or, or go other places. But, uh, you know, you do your best there. And, uh, you know, some things are out of your control, but, uh, you know, you do your best to, to make it a great experience for your guys um, so they, they don't want to leave your university or want to leave your basketball program. I tell you what, Coach, I was mulling over if I was going to ask you this question or not, but since we talked about the Gophers, I might as well just sneak it in there quick. I know you're a Gophers fan, uh, both you know uh, basketball, but other sports as well. So football, 
Are you a big P.J. Fleck guy? Do you like his coaching style, what he does, and what in the world happened against Purdue earlier this season? I am, okay, this is inside. I mean, I am a diehard gopher football fan, so I have been my entire life. Grew up going to games at Memorial Stadium in the 70s, obviously the Metrodome, now Huntington Bank. Um, so that was a tough loss. Uh, they definitely, my heart has been broken many times by gopher football over the year. Uh, but I still, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the end, so love them. I don't know what happened against Purdue. It just We did that last year against Illinois too, right? We just kind of laid an egg. and mm-hmm. Hopefully they can bounce back here this weekend at Illinois. Um, but, yeah, P.J. Fleck, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I think he's uh, <laughs> obviously high energy is an understatement. Um, but I, I think he's the real deal. Um, you know, I know he's probably not for everybody. But uh, I, I think he is who he is, which I appreciate. Um, and I think he is, you know, not just flash either. Like, I think there's a lot of substance to him. And I think he's, you know, very solid in, you know, how he approaches the game and how he coaches. So, you know, I hearken back to, you know, Tim Brewster when he was here, not to disparage Tim Brewster, but I think he was just a lot of talk and not a lot of substance. And I, I do feel like P.J. Fleck is, you know, has some of that same, same – uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it, you know, swagger or whatever, um, but I think there's a lot of substance behind it too. So I, I do like Fleck, and I think he's been great for the for gopher football. Coach Wyatt is uh, very skeptical, to say the least, of the uh, future direction of the program, but I agree with you. Tim Brewster was a, a great used car salesman, and yes. some of the stuff that PJ says is not going to resonate with a lot of people, but what I always say is, it is not meant for you. It is meant for 16 to 22, 23-year-olds, and if they're buying it, then I think you kind of have to buy in. And, hey, we can still win the West, right? I mean, for the most part, we need maybe a little help, but we, we can still win the West, right? It's, it's, it's wide open for sure. And I would say, too, you know, when you really look at Fleck, too, I mean, the, the community service uh, that he has, uh, you know, his, his team do, um, you know, his presence in the community, um, I think his, his players' academic success, you know, there's a lot of, you know, impressive things off the field, too, in my opinion, that, that uh, I think is really good about, uh, you know, Coach Fleck and, and, uh, and the university, too, and football program and what they're doing. And, and today, too, I will say just on a quick side note, so impressed with, with Ben Johnson. Uh, you know, Dave Thorson's one of the assistants there. And the players, I mean, you know, we're two Division three guys kind of sitting there watching, and coaches came up to us, interacted with us. The players after practice came up and interacted with us, um, which was very cool. In fact, uh, Darson Garcia actually trains and works out with, with Kyle Kamick and, and uh, 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 one of our other freshmen, uh, Jeremiah Lavelle. So it's like... You know, so he's like, hey, I'm going to come to some games this year. You know, we invited him. He's like, you bet I'm going to come and watch you guys. So it was just kind of cool that how small the basketball community is sometime, too. So I was really impressed with uh, with Ben Johnson, his staff, and his players, too, watching the practice and how they carry themselves. That's good to know. I will be uh, looking for Mr. Garcia and the <laughs> Erickson Center a little bit uh, later on this year. So that is, that's cool to know. And I'm glad that... Go ahead. Say, he's, gonna be, he's hard to miss. So <laughs> you, won't, you won't miss him if he shows up. 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think he's going to do big things in the Big Ten this season. At least that's the hope for the Gophers. So back to Division Three now. You know, we could we could talk Gophers all night long. But I'm glad you brought up Kyle. And, you know, you got him as one of your leading returners, obviously. You got Henry Fambulay back. You got Caleb Hoyleen back. You got Juice Kohler back. I mean, I could go down the line. We've talked some about the guys who you don't have, but you do have returning pieces, and you do have guys new into the program that I know you're excited about as well. So let's flip the page to start to talk about this season. Now, I know you mentioned you don't have that first practice until Saturday, but why didn't I talk about it so much throughout last year? We talked about it with you as well, where you guys, your identity felt like it started and finished on the glass, both offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. You have a lot of size coming back. You're trying to replace two guys in your backcourt, alongside Owen Borma, three starters. But would you say, especially with the guys you have coming back, but also you kind of just said it's an identity for our program, does that stay the same and not really change much going into this next year where you say, we want to be one of the top, if not the best, rebounding team in the league? And when teams face Northwestern, they understand we got our work cut out for us if we want to make a dent on the glass when we see Northwestern on the schedule. Yeah, no, for sure. And 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 you mentioned some of those guys, and and those are three of our our three captains this year are Kyle, you know, who's a senior. You know, Henry's a junior. Caleb's a junior. So, you know, we're we're super excited to have those three guys, you know, as captains, uh, leading our team and. Uh, they're going to do a great job. So, I mean, it's, that's a great place to start. And, uh, yeah, as, as far as our identity, you know, in, in 22 years, going on 23 here, you know, Northwestern's identity has not changed, um, you know, since, since I've been there. So it, it does. It's, it's four things. And, you know, I know a lot of coaches might say this, but, you know, Saturday morning, that's the first thing I'll say, you know, we rebound the basketball. You know that is our number one key to success: is try to control the glass and win that rebounding margin. And you know, if you look at our stats over the years, conference stats, overall stats, you know, we typically are always winning that rebounding battle. So that's definitely number one. Number two is defend without fouling. Number three is to limit our turnovers, and then number four is just to work to get great shots. So I mean, we really. Those are our four things we talk about in that order. You know, I mean, uh, rebound, defend, you know, keep people off the line. And a stat with that last year, we, I believe, I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm, I'm 99% sure, you know, we made we made more free throws than our opponents attempted, you know, last year, which I think is a, is a crazy stat. Um, and then uh, taking care of the ball, uh, we, that's been strong. I would say last year, you know, we always want to be under 10. Last year, I think we were at 11 or 11.6, something like that. So I think we can get better there. And then, yeah, just, just taking great shots. You know, we've been a motion basketball team ever since I've been at Northwestern. Um, and I think we have the ability to be a really, really good motion team this year. Um, and like you said, rebounding with our side, we'll, we'll probably be a little bit bigger this year. Uh, maybe even a little more athletic. So I think we can even step up in those areas as far as rebounding uh, and defending because I think we will just be a little bit bigger and, and maybe a little little quicker at, at certain spots too. Coach, I mean, there's no avoiding the fact that, you know, you've had a lot of success and I'm sure players when they decide they're coming to Northwestern, guys that have been around the program for a while, they know the success and everything that's happened. So how do you – 
handle expectations and maybe make sure you get a message across to those guys, whether it's this Saturday or it's in the offseason, to let them know, hey, this team this year, we haven't accomplished anything yet. We can't be looking at it like, oh, look at everything we've done. We're just going to be handed it. How do you make sure they're ready to be aware that they have to come out and they got to give everything they have and make sure that they uh, put on, put in the work and it's not just going to be given to them? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% why with that. Um, yeah, I mean, history is history, right? I mean, this is a new team. It's a new year. Uh, we haven't accomplished anything. Uh, you know, everything we accomplish, we're, we're going to have to earn. And, and I would say how we've done that over the year, years is, is you know, really our, our mission, you know, statement, um, you know, for basketball, even our athletic department, too, is just, you know, to compete with purpose. And, um, you know, so obviously we're keeping score. We're trying to win. That's the goal. But we focus more on the purpose piece. And, and one of those things in our purpose, um, one of the, those three things is to always pursue excellence. And, and we always keep that in front of the guys, you know, just like pursue excellence, you know, every practice, you know, every game, you know, every film session, and just really kind of focus. And I know it's very cliche-ish, but just really focus on that process of pursuing excellence. And, and really the wins and losses will take care of themselves. You know, I, I, I get the question all the time, how many games do you think you're going to win this year? And I, I kind of look at people and say, I have no idea. I, I say, I hope all of them. You know, but really our focus is not so much on that, that, that winning. You know, the focus is on pursuing excellence and being the best we can be, you know, individually, collectively, and then just seeing where it takes us. So I guess to answer your question, how we make sure we don't kind of look back or rest on our laurels is to say, you know, we want to pursue excellence and, and let's see where it takes us. And uh, our guys have done a really good job of, I think locking in on that and, and focusing on that, that it's about not being perfect, but it's about being the best we can be and, and, um, and, and not really even, too, comparing ourselves to others, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a huge John Wooden guy, and, you know, when John Wooden was young, you know, his dad came to him and, you know, said, Johnny, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just be the best version of yourself you can be. And that's a message we constantly preach to, to our guys and to our team. It's just like this year's team just needs to be the best version of itself it can be. And uh, let's see where we end up. Let's have a lot of fun going through it, and let's see where we end up at the end of the year. This is the final one uh, from me, Coach, and then I'll let Wyatt ask the last question. But we talk a lot, Wyatt and I do, and he always reminds me, and I, I appreciate him for, for doing this, to stay in the moment, don't look too far ahead. The dream is in the process, as our guy PJ likes to say. We do believe that. But, I mean, I'm human. I look ahead on the schedule, and uh, when that thing was released earlier this summer, and I heard rumblings before this, but just to see it officially on the schedule, that friend down the road, not too far down Snelling, the Bethel Royals are back on the schedule. And I know as a head coach – you're just looking forward to that first practice and getting that run up to the season. And then you have that opener against Hamlin that you have every year. And I know you're not worried yet about the Bethel Royals. Don't get me wrong, but it is literally a month to the date from when we are recording right now that on that Saturday night, November the 12th home opener against those friends from down the road, which we don't have to remind you, you guys haven't played them in a while. You're getting that game back on the schedule I know you don't look ahead to that type of a thing, but if you would just entertain Wyatt and I for a moment, 
what does that mean to you to get that game back on the schedule? And just for the community surrounding it, I mean, you know, for Bethel supporters coming in the Erickson Center, but, you know, we hope to see a lot of purple and gold in the gym that night. What does it mean to you to look ahead and say, okay, that's going to be a nice spot. It's called November Noise for a reason. When we get to that spot and basketball is officially back as far as the schedule goes, to have a game like that, what does that mean? Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, first of all, just generally very, very challenging non-conference schedule for us this year, um, which is great. We're going to find out quickly kind of what we're made out of um, early on because we have a, a great, great schedule, which our guys are really excited to play. And and the conference, too, this year is, is going to be really, really strong. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun games, you know, in the Erickson Center, you know, on the road for people to come and watch. Um, having Bethel back specifically is great. Uh, Coach Philzen, who just started last year, is a good friend of mine. Actually coached at our, in our women's program for a few years at Northwestern. Um, and when he got the job, you know, we talked about it. And uh, to, I think to both of us, it was a no-brainer, um, you know, to play the game and keep it going on an annual basis. And um, I would say over the years, uh, we have always reached out to, to the Royals and, and wanted to play games. And uh, it just has not worked out. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, Coach Filzen uh, is, is willing uh, to play us. And uh, the gym will be packed. Um, it'll be a fun game. Obviously, we recruit against each other uh, with many different players. So, yeah, I think all players and fans are, are going to look forward to that. And hopefully, like I said, it becomes just an annual thing. You know, we just keep switching home sites and uh, – it becomes a, a great rivalry uh, over the years ahead here. So really looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And coach, I'll just end it with this. I mean, each season brings its own, you know, part of joys when the first game, you know, later in the year, the beginning is great. So for you, let's just talk about this first week or two. What's your favorite part of this part of the season before games even begin? Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh yeah, get get you know getting the team organized, uh, getting the team picked, selected, you know after the first few days, and then uh, I love one of my favorite moments is I love that first practice when everybody's in the practice gear, and uh, you know you know you have the team picked and and this is your group for the next five months, and um, you know just knowing that you're going to be spending so much time together. And, and going through so many battles together um, just really, really gives gets me amped up every year. So I uh, cannot, uh, cannot wait for that, that moment. And then actually, I mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. I got just one quick follow-up question. I guess you got Eagle Madness coming up. Oh, I yeah. mean, we can't forget to mention that quickly. So that's a week from when we're recording this here uh, on this Wednesday. That's something that's newer. That seems like that's a lot of fun. So going to be a pretty good night. You don't have to spoil anything for us if you don't want, but I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. I think Coach, uh, Coach Peterson, uh, DP, uh, I think put out a tweet or something on Instagram tonight kind of talking about it. So... So no spoiler alert, but uh, yeah, we started that last year with the women's team, and and to give co- uh, credit to Coach uh, David Peterson, you know he said we should do this, and and Coach Call and I jumped on board, and uh, he's done you know a lot of the work for it, um, which is great. It was a great success last year for those that went. I think it was a lot of fun, and uh, this year I think we we it's you know the dunk contest is 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 going to be great. We have some 
very uh, high-profile judges that will be showing up that I think we're going to be releasing over the next week who those judges are. Uh, for that, uh, we do a combined three-point contest with the men's and women's team, which is a blast. Um, we're going to have a all the other Northwestern sport teams. They're going to have a representative from each of their teams participate in that lightning contest. Um, so we'll have uh, all the different sports uh, represented. Basketball teams will not be in that contest. And then uh, whoever wins that contest, uh, the men's and women's basketball programs are going to do something special for that other Northwestern team that wins it. So I think that will be a really, really fun thing to watch. So uh, we're super excited about that. And uh, and maybe last thing I'll share, if you guys don't have any other questions, but I, I, I want to make sure I do. I have the greatest assistant coaches in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful. We have such stability. Talked about Coach Ani being in his 34th year. Coach uh, DP, Coach Peterson, you know, was, was our student coach for four years, a GA at Dubuque, and now starting his third year back with us. And then Coach Kreklow is our, our volunteer assistant coach who's been with us nine years too. So we have an amazing staff uh, that, that works really hard and, uh, you know, loves on our players and, and uh, just a special group. So... Um, I know sometimes the head coach gets the gets the podcast or you know gets in front of the camera, but uh, it really is a group effort for us, and I'm just really thankful for those three guys. Absolutely, coach. Appreciate you mentioning that. And uh, please don't hear this as all right. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next year. We'll talk to you at the end of March, or or excuse me, the end of February, or whenever later down the year. We hope to uh, circle back with you later on this season, get into some more X's and O's. But do appreciate you being so generous with your time and uh, just giving us a little inside look at this upcoming season. So we definitely will be in touch. You know that I am uh, looking forward to getting back in the Erickson Center and all the shenanigans before the season. We will uh, enjoy the build, but why didn't I? Can't wait for the ball to be in the air once more. So really appreciate the time that you gave us. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys and, and your spotlight on UMAC basketball. So it's it's good basketball. We have a lot of really good teams, a lot of great players in this league. And, uh, you know, people are going to see it, you know, not only in the conference, but people are going to see it in the non-conference too. So very, very excited about the direction of, of, uh, of our program, but, but also uh, uh, UMAC basketball and where it's headed. For sure, Coach. Appreciate the time. Uh, have a good rest of your night. Good luck this year. Thanks, guys.